let's stay on the Cubs for a sec, though, because Shota Imanaga did have his press conference, too, since we had our last show, and he nailed it. I want to hear AJ do it. Hey, Chicago. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Cubs going to win today. I hate that fucking song. <laughs> exactly I'm running through a wall nice for that guy. Uh, I'm Shota Imanaga. I played Yokohama DNA Bases eight years. I'm very happy to be here and be a cub. I want to say thank you to entire Cubs organization for having me, and I'm very excited to pitch at Degree Field. I'm looking forward to meeting fans and teammates. Give me go, a fucking Cubs, bat. Go. I want a bat right now. I want a bat. I want a bat. Let's go. Stoop, worst song ever. I know that it was made for a reason, but still the worst, stupidest fucking song ever. Yeah, but classic AJ just ruined the moment for everyone. This is a national show. Dude, come on. If that's your teammate and he sang whatever, you know, song that doesn't he exist. He wouldn't be my White teammate because I wouldn't okay. play for them. But if he if he was at his press conference and he obviously is not fluent in English and he prepared himself like that to um, endear himself immediately to fans, have some words prepared in English, which is not easy, I'm sure. I would want to run a wall or through a wall. No, it was cool. Listen, that guy cool. just didn't have, he just didn't have to winter. sing the song. It was cool. You know what he should have done? He should have draped himself on. in the L flag no. and walked out there. Had the Emus Catuli <laughs> hat on. It says how many years it's been. And then he really could have endeared himself to Cubs fans. I mean, I, I mean, listen, it was cool. It was cool that he did it. I, I, you know, listen, if I was a Cub player, I'd be like, oh, this is pretty cool. But at the end of the day, can he pitch or not? That's what I want. <laughs> and William in the Chacos. I think Shota gets absolutely shelled. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different story. And, uh, yeah, the opinions are all over the freaking map uh, in terms of what he's going to be on the mound. But, come on. I mean, Kratz couldn't even control himself just now. He, he wants to freaking come back to the bigs just to catch this guy. Just so I can catch his bullpens. Yeah. I just want to be out there and watch Jan Gomes catch, and I'll just watch from the dugout. I, I mean, what – what more can a guy who's not the front end piece, it's not the ultimate signing by the Cubs, what what more can he do to endear himself to the fans? Like, to me, we talk all the time about teams, not, you know, not selling themselves to fans. This dude just sold himself to fans, and they should be, Cubs fans should be happy with this signing. Happy, not ecstatic. They're expecting more, yes, just like they should be happy if if he has a four- if he has a four ERA, anywhere between a four and a four two five, they should be super excited about the piece that they just signed. And I think him doing that, it, it goes a long way. One, for me, because he's kind of trolling AJ the whole time he's singing it. Two, because I think it's, I'm sure it was really tough, but you could tell he put the effort in to do it. No, that was fine. But you know what? As one of my former managers once said, Give me a motherfucking bat against that motherfucker. I'm going to take that motherfucker deep. <laughs> Are you referring to New Angel skipper Ron Washington? <laughs> who's joining maybe. us right now on FTL? Uh, maybe. <laughs> How was that impression? Awesome. Yes. <laughs> awesome. That's all, all, all that is is uh, 
being in the presence and 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 believing in yourself and uh you know if you got belief you 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 can handle anything and i just be feeling like i can handle anything (laughs) (laughs) greatest speech giver i ever played for right there ron washington i mean he'd give us some meetings that were unbelievable i mean you want to talk about wanting to run through a wall he starts talking you run through a wall for that man and i only speak what uh, other people put inside of me that's all i just want you guys to have it and feel it just like i feel it wash i know you're at home right now and thanks for joining us um you're welcome are you are you incredibly anxious right now to get to spring training and get things going. You've been waiting for this moment to be back at the helm to run a team for too long. Yes, I am incredibly ready. I just left Arizona. I just got in uh, last night. I was down at a mini camp down there and I had a ball just watching those young kids each and every day uh, develop. And, um, you know, I mean, the first day um, it was raggedy. The second day it got better. The third day it got better. The fourth day it got better. Uh, and that's what it's about. There's three things that you want to have happen. You want to get better. That's it. You don't want to be worse. And you certainly do not want to stay the same. So uh, they, they they got better. And I was impressed with that. You think the game, you think the kids in the game right now, because you just saw some young kids down at camp in Arizona, you think they're too soft from the time that you've you've been playing to managing to coaching do you think they're too soft in the sense of that competition, like being the best that they can be that day? Well, majority of them are the best they are where they come from. And uh, they really never had to play against anything when it was coming up. So um, I just think it's the environment that they come from. I think it's the, the people that they're around and how they uh, develop them as players. I think that has t- quite a bit to do with it because I came in as a 16-year-old and I didn't care who was in front of me. I was going to destroy him. Uh, he was going to destroy me. But that attitude today in the game, it's not there because they're not being taught that attitude. I was taught that attitude. And I had to have that attitude on the ball fields that I played on and the parks that I played on and the neighborhoods that I were in. So um, it, it certainly has a lot to do with your upbringing. It has a lot to do with the people you're around that's uh, teaching you the game of baseball. Um, all of that come into play. But soft, I wouldn't say they soft, but I would I would say that they're – they certainly lacking um, what it takes uh, to to deal with adversity and get through it. You certainly have to help them a lot in this game to get through adversity. So, Wash, let's get to your current ball club right now. I mean, now that you've had some time to digest what your roster looks like, what stands out? And even more specifically, have you been able to have specific conversations that you feel are making a difference heading into camp with some of the players that you're about to manage? Yeah, I feel like I'm having some uh, meaningful conversations. Matter of fact, tomorrow morning, I'm flying out of here to Houston to go and meet with Rondon, myself, uh, Bo Porter, and uh, EY. So we've already talked with Trout. I've already had conversations with a few other guys. Um, and, you know, it was just fun to be down in Arizona in the last four days uh, just to watch what our minor league system is like and see the culture down there and the structure down there, the way they – uh, showing these young kids how the game come together. Um, so I'm looking for the same thing. Uh, once I, and, and, you know, I did tell those kids the last speech that I gave to them that I thought I was going to have to take the culture from up top and send down, but look like I got to take the culture from down here and bring it up there. What, what is the culture? What, what is the culture, Wash? Because all you see is what we see in the media, right? 
from the Angels. Yeah. They haven't been to the playoffs in forever. They haven't won a playoff game in forever. So what is the culture? How and how is the, how are you as the new manager of the Angels going to bring your culture to what has been there for the last fifteen years? Attitude, commitment, effort, belief—all of those type of things, right there. Uh, loving on each other. And I'm not talking about no kisses and hugging. I'm talking about caring about one another, helping each other through struggle. Uh, those are the type of uh, things that create a, a culture. And this is what I've seen those guys down in the minor leagues, the young kids was being given through the coaching staff down there, how to care about one another, um, you know, how to believe, um, how to have attitude, how to go out and develop work ethic, um, those type of things. And once you get those type of things going in the right direction, uh, the culture really take care of itself and structure. You got to have structure. Every day you come to the ballpark, there got to be some kind of plan that you have to get better for everyone every single day, every single day for everyone. And, and then now you got structure. And once you develop the structure and you got some culture, now you're just talking about consistency, being consistent at the game being able to do what the game asks you to do on every single day. Um, there's nothing that the game can show us that we will not be ready for. You know, again, that's structure and culture. Is there anything different that you're going to talk to Rendon about when you go to meet with him? He played in 43 games last year. Like you talk about consistency, like consistently out on the field. Is there something specific that you're meeting with him specifically to talk about? No. I'm going to see what he has to say, why things went the way they went. Um, I know Rendon. Um, you know, I was in a third base coach in Atlanta when he was a third base coach in, in Washington, D.C. We had a lot of conversations. Uh, he just had the injury bug. And he knows right now that health is important. And uh, the conversations that I've been having with him on the phone before I get to Houston to see him has been about um, his dedication to his health, his dedication to uh, allowing the strength and conditioning guys to give him a program, his dedication to staying on that program. And I'm going to find out from him, uh, you know, when he feel like he need times off, I I'm going to find out from him, uh, you know, what he think the reason is why the past few years things haven't gone well around um, uh, in the Los Angeles area with the Anaheim. And, you know, I'm just going to let him talk. Um, I know what I want. But I'm not going there to badger him on what I want. I'm going there to badger him on what he thinks we need to do to make things better around this clubhouse. And I know what they need, and they will get that on a daily basis. So that part of it I'm not concerned about. So I don't need to go there saying what I need out of him other than him being healthy. But uh, I just need him to uh, just commit himself to being healthy. And if he's healthy, Rendon is a winner, and good things will happen. Yeah, and I know that you've been part of a Braves organization for years in the past that had the same lineup, especially from the infield, every day. Those guys played close to 162. So you're going to go talk to Anthony. What have you gotten from the team perspective, specifically on last year? You know, at the end of last season, it was public. He said he had a, a, a fractured, um, what was it, chin, and the team said it was a bruise. Did the team give you any insight on how to kind of help to clear things up since you could be that bridge? Nope, I don't need the team to tell me what's happening. I have a, <laughs> I have a new vision. Rondon has a new vision. Trout has a new vision. The whole organization has a new vision. Every player that was there the past few years, they got a new vision, and that's where I'm starting. I, I know what people are saying, but uh, I'm one of those people that um, I like to see for myself. 
And I, I know the type of person that uh, and the type of winning player that Rondon is. Um, I've seen Mike Trout uh, since he was a baby when he first got to the big leagues. I managed in Texas, so I know what he got to bring to the table. Um, all I want, want them to do is get back to just being who they are. They don't have to be uh, take the team and put on their back because everybody on that team going to pull their weight. And if they can't pull their weight, they're not going to be on that team. It's just that simple. So, um, nope, I'm just excited to be in the position that I am in, and I'm excited to go hear what Rondon has to say about what he thinks we need to do to move forward. And um, whatever he tells me, I'm going to try to implement it along with what I know need to be implemented, along with my coaching staff, uh, knowledge of what needs to be implemented, and we're going to come together as one, and we will be powerful. What, what, what is Trout's vision? What, what, what is Trout – what does what Mike Trout, when you call Mike Trout, how does that phone call go? Hey, Mike, I watched you. You know, I was in Texas, and then I've been third base coach for a while in Atlanta. And I know you're a pretty good player. So, I mean, how does how does that conversation go? Because explain to me. Because well, if I'm getting I, I a call, need, listen, if I'm AJ, Mike Trout, I want a call. I didn't need to give him my resume. My resume is already out there. So, <laughs> I didn't need to give him my resume. But what Mike Trout uh, whole uh, pitch to me was, is he just liked to get back to playing baseball the way he played baseball. Recklessly, you know, with recklessness, abandonment, you know what I'm saying? Taking advantage of the opportunities that's presented by the defensive team and 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 getting back to making certain that he lock in consistently on, on what he can do offensively and just play the game without worrying about injuries that has been hitting him the past few years. And, and my comment to that was, well, you're going to be able to do it at under my watch. It's just go out there and play. So that, that's there, what the conversation was about. Is there a directive from Perry Manasian that you get when you, when you sign up to be the manager of the Angels? You just said, hey, if you're not holding your weight, if you're not pulling your weight, you're gone. Did he say, well, hey, uh, Ron, I want to make sure you know I'm the one making the decisions. Are they letting you say, hey, you know what? This guy doesn't cut it. He gone. <laughs> that type of stuff don't happen on Ron Washington watch whether he's in Anaheim Los Angeles or it, when I was in Texas when I was in Oakland and when I was in Atlanta no no um they know that uh my whole being is about winning my whole being is about consistency and respecting the game that's my whole being and when I say things like, if you can't hold your weight, you're not going to be here, um, you take that however you want to. Because if I was a player and a manager told me that, it would go through one end right out the other. Because I'm going to hold my weight, no doubt about that. And that's the attitude that's, that I'm planning on bringing to that team. So um, if something being said like that affects you, then you will be out the door. That's for sure. But do Perry give me some type of mandate? No. Nah. Perry and I are on the same page. He think like I think. So, uh, and Perry worked for me in Texas, so he know who Ron Washington is. So, uh, no, no, no. That's not threats when I say things like that. And, and that shouldn't affect you if you got yourself together and you got your game together and you're not worried about something. But if you got some kind of weakness, those type of statements will show out. And we're not going to have many weak links around that, that's for sure. Hey, listen, you were my boss once. For a year. And I, sure I love playing for you. You were great. I mean, you came and I knew what I was getting every day from you. And, and then you went 10 years without getting another opportunity to manage, which mm -hmm. was always mind boggling to me. 
Did you real? Did you think you would never get another opportunity to manage? Well, you know that's negative thinking right there, AJ. I, I never, you know, you you have a a, a a little piece of thought that maybe it won't happen for you again, but I never got that negative with myself that an opportunity may not present itself again. And if it didn't, guess what? I was still making a difference. I might not have been a manager, but I was still making a difference where I was and where I've been since I left the managing seat. So, um, yes, you know, it. a little bit of that crosses your mind, but if it's not a part of your mindset, which has never been a part of my mindset because that's negative thinking, um, it, it doesn't bother you. You either do or you don't, you will or you won't. They either give you a chance or they don't give you a chance. But you got to keep yourself relevant and you got to keep making a difference for someone that decide to give you a chance. And the Los Angeles Angels, Art Moreno and 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 John uh, and, and Perry and uh, the rest of their group thought I was the guy for the job. OK, I got to ask, because you were, you, you know, you were on a very special team to me. You were on the 2002 A's and uh, they made a movie about that that team and you were you were you were kind of prominent in that movie okay so one why was i not prominent in that movie because we ended your winning streak and we knocked your asses out of the playoffs that year so they should have been a movie well, about us and then second of all uh, second of all why did you not hire scott hattenberg as your infield slash dh first base coach you know i know you got bo porter and eric young and all these guys but i mean the way you talked about scott hattenberg in that movie shit i thought he was going to the hall of fame well, Hatterberg uh, should go to the Hall of Fame uh, for the way he played first base, for not ever being out there and having to go through what he went through and having to uh, play with his mind, uh, knowing that, man, I've never done anything like that before. And, and Billy telling him that he can do it. And, and you know, I'm telling him it's incredibly hard. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's the kind of gamer he was, just like you was, AJ. Uh, he's going to take it on. And he's going to do the very best that he can with it. And he did that. Uh, the rest ended up being history because he turned himself into a heck of a first baseman. Uh, the other part of his game, um, that's why Billy was after him. And the only part of the game that Hatterberg was concerned about was the defensive side. And to be honest with you, I wasn't worried about it, but I wasn't going to let him know that I wasn't worried about it. I wanted to keep him believing that he had to get out there and he had to grind to get it done. I'd had no doubt that we was going to be able to turn him into a first baseman. That's why Billy went and got him and brought him there to be a first baseman because he knew the type of work I can do. Today's Martin Luther King Day. What does that mean to you as a, as a black man that has done amazing things in this game, in his life, and affected so many people positively? What does that mean? What does this day mean to you? Well, it means that if it wasn't for Martin Luther King and, and him fighting as hard as he fought for equality, um, I may not have this job. You know, I may not have ever gotten a job as a manager in Major League Baseball, period. So um, it, it means just that much to me. And, and he's one of three people that are being celebrated uh, like this. And the other two, Christopher Columbus and Abraham Lincoln and Dr. Martin Luther King. So that goes to tell you right there how special he is. Hey, Wash, um, I worked for the league for a while. Do you think 
that there are other things that could be done or how would you grade right now the way that we are trying to get more black players into our sport and really of course um, into all aspects of our sport and I mentioned earlier that even includes the front office but front are office, we doing yeah. a good enough job as a game and if not what else would you like to see more of like what are you hearing from people when you're at camps well I'm hearing number one this is my personal opinion you look around the game and on every major league team where there's Latin players, there's a Latin coach or there's a Latin advisor. Every major league team has a white coach. Now, people talk about, about the, the black players that are not in the game, but they don't understand. They come from a different uh, background and a different culture. And when they get into the game of baseball, there's a lot of things that's going on in the game of baseball that they just don't understand. And we don't have black coaches there to help them get through it. So that's where the, the, the indifference and um, the, the injustice is happening. I think we got to ramp it up and we got to get black uh, faces in every part of the game because we are losing our black kids because of the culture. Shock that may hit them when they, when they come from where they come from. And the majority of them are coming from one a parent home, and it's usually the mom. So uh, they always been bosses where they come from, and they just don't understand how to take uh, sometimes love that, that that when they're being criticized, that's what it is. And they don't understand it as that. They understand it as, well, this guy is messing with me because of the color of my skin, or this guy is messing with me because I see how he treating other people. Or something like that. You need people around, especially other black coaches around to make them understand how to deal with that and how to get through that. And yeah. until they do that, we're going to have problems until they and I'm not saying that they're not opening it up. I'm talking now I'm talking about the, the, the people that will be in the front office. I'm not saying they're not opening it up, but uh, uh, there's been more into uh, diversification in the front office than has been. Uh, diversification in the player part of it on the field that's for sure so that part of it they starting to get get it going a little bit because when i was down in the winter meeting i met quite a few um uh blacks that are a part of a front office and has a huge role in the front office so but again um when you when you look at baseball teams you don't see a ton of young black players and i i have to rec i have to commend Major League Baseball for that dream series that they hold every year down in Arizona with these young black players, uh, because there there are some studs down there, and that's if that's the way they got to get their opportunity, they got to make sure that they continue to get as deep into the inner cities as they possibly can, because they are missing out on a lot of great athletes. Even though at that dream series they have a lot of young great athletes already, but they're missing out because there are a lot more out there. Wash, very well said. And I think there's two components when you're trying to get, you know, young athletes involved in a sport is obviously getting them on the field to play it, but also having them interested in it. So you just said, I mean, we got to uh, make sure that we have this game, you know, popular and um, talked about in the inner cities. Why are we leaving Oakland? You were there for a long time. I mean, that's a big ass city. They should have a team. Well, they should have a team, you know, but uh, they, they got about 10,000 dedicated fans. But they will have about 50 
dedicated fans when they win. Um, it's it's number one. Oakland is a very poor city. Okay, so uh, you got to give credit to that. They're a very poor city, and not many people can afford a ticket to to come to a ball game. And when I was in Oakland, I thought they did a heck of a job reaching out to the communities um, and trying to uh, bring the kids in of all ethnicity. It's not was just the blacks, you know. It was it was Mexicans, uh, it was the 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 the, the poor whites, um, it was everyone that they tried to bring in, but it still didn't do anything uh, to denton the um, the attendance. But when you won, they showed up. And the 10,000 or 11,000 that showed up every night, let me tell you, they were some awesome fans. They were awesome. And to, to answer a question that AJ asked earlier, when they took us out that year, um, we weren't supposed to throw him that pitch that he hit. <laughs> and uh, we talked what about mean, that Billy all Cox the time. Does one pitch. We, tried to, we tried to sneak some cheese by a darn rat. That's right. And it didn't work. No, y'all thought I was bunting. That's the problem. Y'all thought I was bunting. You guys thought we were we were playing small ball. We were playing money ball. Y'all yeah, playing money ball. And, uh, <laughs> no, 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 y'all y'all earned that. It wasn't no surprise, man. The way you guys came up and then played with a young Tory Hunter and Jock Jones and and uh, Kadire and Altman. Oh, no, 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 that wasn't no surprise. You guys came there to play, and y'all beat us. Uh, we certainly hey, didn't you, take you know, lightly. We didn't do hey, that. You were talking about your fans out in Oakland. Listen, I've always said, as much shit as the Oakland fans gave me over my career, right, there was no better place to go when that place, even if they had 20,000 fans yeah. and they had the yeah. marching band out in the outfield and the flags going, and the whole, oh, yeah. that place was intimidating as it got for those fans that were there. Yeah. They, they were they were real fans, man. They were real fans. And um, I, I, I will never forget the years that I spent there and um, – that's that's where my first opportunity was given to me to become a big league coach is in Oakland and that Bay Area. And um, I mean, we, you know, we we had some tremendous years there. We really did. We, we may not couldn't have got out of the first round in the playoffs, but uh, we was almost there all the time. And and, and that's the one thing I can certainly uh, uh, be proud of. Wash, last one for me. So your prior team, the Atlanta Braves, um, how tough was it to leave them, even though obviously you were like, hey, I'm looking to be a big league manager. And did you see uh, your guy Alex Anthopoulos get locked up to a, a little lifetime contract recently? He's doing a pretty good job there, huh? Yes, I did. I talked with him. When it happened, I certainly called him um, because Alex is a great man. Um, he believed in uh, uh, taking care of all of his people. And he did. He took care of me the times I was there. And behind the scene, a lot of people don't know. Um, I was definitely offered uh, jobs to leave. But I told Alex when I got there, I'm not leaving Atlanta unless I get a managing job. And he would come to me every year and say, hey, this organization called. They would like you to come do this. They would like you to come do that. I said, Alex, I'm not leaving here. And I stayed true to that. And I didn't leave until it was time to manage. And the opportunity for me to manage happened at the right time. It was time for me to go. You know, it was time for those guys to, to, to start understanding how to take care of one another because I'm going to tell you, it was myself and EY and the rest of that coaching staff every day they hit that ballpark. We was on top of them. They didn't come in that clubhouse unless somebody was on top of them. And now with two of the most powerful guys they had in that clubhouse gone, now 
They're going to have to definitely depend on the other coaches that's left and depend on the love and the wisdom, the knowledge, everything that we left behind. It was hard leaving Atlanta. But I have this opportunity to be a part of something special uh, moving forward with the Los Angeles Angels, and I'm ready to dig in and make it happen. Wash, have you finalized your coaching staff yet? And Got them all now. Yeah, I got uh, Barry you know, Wright. I was, I was, I was, I was waiting. I was, you know, I was, I, I, you know, my phone didn't, no, I don't know. No. You must no, have no, lost no. my you, number over the years. You, I don't you, know. You look better on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but see now, and, and I now when I come into I town. You wasn't, you wasn't ready to give that up to come stand out there. That's a good point. Yet. That's a great, actually a great point. But yeah. just because know now though, was, when I come into town. If you was ready to do that, you'd have made sure I got a phone call. <laughs> That's true. If anybody else right. decided you'd have been on the phone. Hey man, I want to do this. I want to do that. I didn't hear I from you. So I said you I know. Don't want that's, it. that's good. That's yeah. fine. That's yeah. fair. But I just want you to know now when I come in town, you know, when you're the third base coach and I come up to you and you're out hitting fungos, you give me a hug and say, Good to see you. You can't do that shit no more because you're the manager. So now I get 15 minutes and you gotta sit in that office and you gotta tell us all the secrets. And um, I'm gonna enjoy that. You know why? Because <laughs> the secrets that you're looking for is going to be talking about baseball, and that's what I love to talk about. <laughs> that's right. So, and anything that I can give to you, I will. Anything that I cannot give to you, I will not. <laughs> I, will, I will, and then I will not. <laughs> yeah. That is all, we have, all we You'll ask is enough. be real. Yeah. Be real. Yeah. 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 Well, Wash, we cannot wait to see you in camp and uh, to see what you bring to this team. You will be very dearly missed in Atlanta. Great to catch up with you. Enjoy the rest of the short time left in the offseason. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much. And I just, like I said, it's been four days down in Arizona uh, with those young kids down there, and my juices are flowing. And I found out. I better get myself in some kind of shape because I'm a little <laughs> bit out of shape. But I kept up with him. I just had to pay the price that night when I went back. But each <laughs> night, each night the pain got less and less. So um, I, I got to start getting it together because I only got a couple of weeks left and I just can't wait to get started. Hey, you can hang with him. You got more energy than, hey, than everyone. Record your speech. I want, I want their speech recording. Someone just send it to me, please. Ooh, get Bo yeah. or... Or EY to record your your first day speech and send it to me because I'll be get fired up. All right, I will. I will make sure that happens. All right, thank you. I, I, don't, I don't want it out on in the media. No, no, no. Just for me. Yeah, just yeah, like I sit you. there. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna show it to my you, son. My you son gotta say sit. off the record. My son, all yeah. fired up, man. Because listen, yeah. I mean, there was nothing. I remember when I was at the Rangers. I'm telling you, I, I had my locker and I had like Kinsler next to me and I had like Nelson Cruz on the other side. And you get going and we just look at each other and we're like, Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'll make sure you get a, a, a copy of it. I really, Thank I you. really will. Thank you. And the best of luck. I got something special planned. Nice. And then from that point on, we're going to go out there and get between those lines and start making some magic happen. That's right. Go bring some winning back to Anaheim. They deserve it. They need it. Yes. You know, they do. Thank you. They do. Thank you, Wash. It's great to see well, you, man. You guys we'll see you soon. Me. Cheers. You Thanks for having me. Thank God you. Bless. You too. You too, Wash. Ron Washington, new manager of the Angels. I think he's going to bring something to that team that's needed. You know, you can't say he's no. Different. You also you can't say no to Wash. No, he, dude, I'm telling you, he's the, like, one of the funniest dudes ever. I need ever. you on the field. I need you to take care of yourself. How are you going to say and no to him? Listen, he cares. He genuinely cares. Like when he says he cares, 
he genuinely cares for his players. He he wants all of his players to do well. He doesn't look at different guys and say, oh, this guy is this, this guy is that. He, he tries to find every little thing he can get out of every player and make him the best at it. And I mean, I got I was lucky enough to play for him for one year and, and it was one of my favorite years because he just, what you saw in that interview is what he was like every single day. And it was fun to go to the ballpark and watch him. And, you know, there'd be times when he'd be down in the tunnel, he'd be smoking a cigarette between innings down, hiding behind, looking out, what's happening? Pete, 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 what's happening? Pete, Pete, tell me, tell me, what should we do, Pete? And just, I mean, just, just an awesome, genuine, real human being that cares for other people. And, and gives you time. He's not in a rush. Some some dudes nowadays, it's like they're rushed. It's like, all right, good. All right, I got to go. And it's like, well, Ash is like there. He's present, which is important too.